Get Out of Your Own Way with Brittany A. Johnson is a weekly podcast where we learn all the ways we ourselves trip and stumble and get in our own way and what we can do to get out of it. Stay tuned. Welcome to today's episode. So today I want to talk about the idea of a strong woman or an outspoken woman or as some like to label it a feminist and how that shows up in our lives and what it means for many of us. So just to give you some context of where this conversation is is coming from, where this topic is coming from, many of you have seen the news by now. It's been several weeks, I think, at this point that Meg the Stallion, um, a young rapper from Texas, college educated, cur- I think she's currently still in college, um, but that she was shot in the foot a couple of weekends ago. And there's all types of rumors circulating about if it was a domestic violence um, situation or kind of all of the, the speculation going into how she was shot. But as a result of her being shot and as a result of her coming out and making a statement that someone tried to harm her, Many people, men and women alike, have been very outspoken and feeling as if she shouldn't need protection or shouldn't be allowed to ask for protection. And it seems to be simply based off of her rap lyrics, the way she dresses and the way she kind of carries herself overall. And so that had me started, you know, spark this thing in me to have me start thinking about how does that play out in other women's lives? How have I seen that play out in my own life? And it also had me thinking about how I've seen this same type of scenario play out with other female celebrities who seem to have a strong personality, who seem to dress a certain way, and who seem to rap or talk about certain things. And so I'm also thinking about even young girls and those girls who maybe may not be into dressing super feminine. They may like to wear basketball shorts, basketball shoes, and they're not really into, you know, mini skirts and and flowers and things like that. And how those girls and those women are often perceived as deserving less attention or less support because of those things. And so again, it just kind of sparked my interest and sparked me thinking about what is that about? Why, Why do we do that? And also, how does that show up in these women's lives in terms of how does it get in the way? How does it boost? How do, All of the ways that it kind of just shows up. It's pretty clear that as a society, we've already determined that women who don't fit a certain mode are deemed less than or deemed outcasts don't get treated the same way. I can remember being back in high school in the 90s into the early 2000s or sorry late 90s into the early 2000s and remembering how certain girls were treated in high school if it was found out that they were having sex or if it was found out that they were hanging out with boys outside of school I can remember hearing and even participating in some ways with labeling them as being you know a whole a hoe or less than or, or slut and things like that And so there's this whole thing that has kind of followed some of those girls since then. And we're seeing it now in different ways on a larger scale with 
again, how Meg Thee Stallion is being looked at. I remember a few years ago when Cardi B first came out and people were calling her all types of everything because she was proud that she had been a stripper. She was proud that she showed off her body. She wasn't ashamed to show up as who she was and still demanded respect from everyone around. So I remember even in her situation, how people would treat her. And again, going back to me being in the high school in the late nineties, Lil' Kim was my first introduction to seeing a woman who was unapologetically into her sex, her sexuality. She was into doing the things that made her feel good. She was into showing up however she felt like she wanted to. And it seemed that she didn't care what people thought. I'm sure behind closed doors, she dealt with, you know, the shame or the embarrassment that came with some of the comments. But here we are now, some 20 years later, and this is still a thing. I also remember how people like um, Black China and um, Amber Rose created the, I think it's called the slut walk or something to that effect where they were trying to take ownership of the word and trying to empower women to be okay with who they are and how they want to show up and not feel embarrassed or ashamed that they enjoyed dressing a certain way or enjoyed certain things in life. And so again, watching how Meg the Stallion is being responded to when she is a victim of a crime, however we want to shake this out, she was shot. She is a victim in this situation. Even going back to thinking about some of the things that little Kim experienced in her time. And I definitely want to acknowledge that I'm sure that she went through similar things as Meg the Stallion and Cardi B. But the difference is that we didn't have social media. We didn't have access to celebrity lives on an everyday basis like we do now. So I'm sure little Kim and women in that era also experienced those things. But again, it leads me to this bigger question of why. Why is it that we have this idea that women who own who they are, are confident in who they are, that it seemed as a bad thing. It seemed that they are not, again, not deserving of support, not deserving of respect, not deserving to be classified at next to other women. Where does that come from? I know from my understanding and my research that it comes from the idea in, in the social constructs that we have around femin- you know, feminism and around what we have deemed as acceptable for men and women because the same thing kind of happens on a, a male side in a different way. And that's a whole other different episode that we'll get into another time. But let's let's think about that. Let's think about, we'll call those the extremes. So Meg the Stallions, Cardi B's, Little Kim, we'll, we'll call those extremes for a second. But let's think about the everyday woman. The woman who is not in front of a camera, whose life is not on display all the time. How might these same things show up for them? I have worked with and seen women who are directors, who are VPs, be called similar names and get treated similarly simply because of the role that they carry at a company. I can remember 10 or 15 years ago working with a female director who was very confident, who was very, very intelligent, and she didn't mind sharing what she knew in those meetings and those board meetings and whatever meeting she was in. And I remember one time she walked out of the room and there was some guys in there and I guess they didn't see that I was still over in the corner finishing up some notes that I was taking. 
but they openly started talking about her in a very demeaning way. And of course, me being me, I asked, like, what is this? What are you all? Why are you all doing this? What does she do that has now caused you all to make comments such as, I'm sure her husband is messing around on her, or I'm sure her husband can't wait to strangle her one night? What causes someone to say that? And so one of the guys was very open and was able to say, you know, we just as men have this idea that women are supposed to be kind of quiet and dainty and gentle and sensitive. And so again, I challenged him in that moment and I'm challenging you all as listeners, can a woman not be both? So on the so in addition to that and seeing that, I have met so many women that have gotten in their own way and gotten to their head that they cannot go after their dreams at the risk of not being able to have a husband and kids later or at the risk of being considered a social outcast simply because they are strong, they are confident, and they are brave. I meet women often who say, Brittany, I really want to go out and reach this thing. I really want to go out and start speaking on this certain topic, but I'm deathly afraid of being called something that I'm not or even if I am that something being shamed for it and shame is dangerous if you've heard anything from Brene Brown and if you're not familiar with her and her work I definitely encourage you to look her up but she has spent decades researching shame and so we know from that research that shame is dangerous shame can halt a person and keep them stuck faster than anything else in life We also know that shame typically comes from trauma and also causes something to become traumatic. And so when I meet these women, we have to have this conversation about how deep has this thing went for you? Have we went all the way to the point that this thing is so shameful that it's now traumatic or is it still kind of surface level and we can deal with that and in a less, you know, therapeutic intervention. And so when you think about women who, who, are feeling that. And if you're listening to me right now, I definitely encourage you to sit with yourself and start doing your own kind of assessments of how deep does this go for you? How how afraid are you of living your truth or living the life of who you are because you're afraid of the shame that could come with it? I also at the same time want you, if you're listening, to think about what are the messages that you've been receiving since you were little about who you are, what you are, and what it means. I can tell you that although I know the people that said these things to me didn't intend it to be harmful or shameful, the messages that I even received as a young girl was that I was too nosy, that I was always wanting to know too much about somebody. And I've talked about this before, and I'll say it again here. Now as an adult, That nosiness that I used to think was shameful and I used to think was a bad thing, that is the thing right now that helps me to be successful in my career. By being comfortable and confident in myself to be able to go and ask questions of people or or assess why someone is doing, saying, or thinking what they are, I'm able to help people, men and women alike, dig deep, clear stuff out, and live a new life. And I talk about it, and and it probably sounds cliche at this point, but we all do deserve to live a life that we want to live. We all do deserve to be happy every day. And when I say happy, I don't mean that every day is going to be you're jumping for joy with full of excitement, but happy in the sense that you're not sad. You're not walking around 
thinking and worried about not reaching your potential, not living your your real truth. That's an important thing to do in life, regardless to where you are. But kind of sliding back to talking about how this idea of being a strong, confident woman, how it also gets in the way of other women. Think about the little girl that you see that is into basketball. She's into football. She's into soccer. And she's not necessarily into wearing dresses and heels and makeup. Maybe she does both. How do we, what messages do we need to give them? Because when I've met some of these girls through the years, many of them talk about feeling embarrassed because people would constantly question their sexuality. And that's a whole other topic again, right? That's a deeper topic. So for this brief point, I am going to touch on this idea of it is really important if you have daughters or you have young girls in your life that you be really cautious about how you sexualize them and how you let other people do it. Telling a girl who likes to wear basketball shorts and, and high top tennis shoes that she might be gay or question if she likes girls, that's inappropriate, just flat out. The same way it's inappropriate to ask a boy who is into cooking and playing with dolls and things like that if they are gay. That's completely inappropriate. But for our girls, it really is starting to set this tone from a young age that if you want to be treated a certain way by a man, if you want to get respect, if you want to be protected, and this whole idea of protection, if you want someone to really just care about you being a basic human that you have to look and act a certain way is really not helpful. And so when we see women like Meg the Stallion right now, who clearly, if you've seen her in the last couple of days or seen the video that she just put out, as a therapist, I was screaming looking at the screen because it was full of trauma. It was full of trauma. I could see so many different things in that video that just screamed out that she just needs a safe place to exist. But instead, she's being attacked and and being faced with comments such as she shouldn't need protection. And if she wasn't rapping about such things and she shouldn't need it. Newsflash, regardless to where you are in life, what you go through in life. If something bad happens to you, I don't care how quote unquote strong you are. You need protection. You need safety. You need a place to just exist and not have to have your guards up. And anyone that tells you that they don't or that there is a hard enough level that you can that you can achieve that you don't need that, those people probably have way more trauma than they will ever admit. Because everybody, again, hear me clearly, everybody needs safety. Everybody needs a place where they can, quote unquote, let their hair down and just exist. So if you need to create a safe space for yourself because you are faced with these challenges that being a strong, confident woman or being a woman who is who enjoys wearing less clothing or enjoys talking or rapping or listening to music that can be considered vulgar or is considered vulgar, however you want to look at it. If you need that, I definitely encourage you to create your own safe space. If you have your own house or apartment or at least your own room, go ahead and make some space in there for you to just be able to sit and be able to do some deep breathing, guided meditations if that's what you want or feel like you need. 
it's not it won't hurt to do them even if you don't think you need it it won't hurt to just go ahead and, and have a guided meditation walk you through being able to relax and calm yourself down but as you create this safe space I also challenge you to sit with and identify if you are a woman again who has found yourself getting in your own way because you are worried about what might come if people find out that you are smarter than you say or you have more to share or you want to be bold and confident in a, in a different setting. I want you to sit in that same safe space and start visualizing yourself doing that. And the more you visualize yourself being able to do it, the more you'll notice that the fears will decrease and you'll be able to do it. And if you have a man in your life or a female in your life that is trying to reinforce these ideas that you need to look and be a certain way in order to get respect, in order to get protection, in order to be treated with decency and and as, you know, full woman, I guess is what we're, if you want to say, then definitely ask yourself, do those people still need to be in your life? And no, I'm not typically a fan of just cutting people off, but there is something to be said about making sure that you have people around you that are pouring into you, holding you accountable, yet pouring into you. Holding you accountable does not come with shame. Anytime someone starts to make you feel ashamed, it is important that you start questioning and challenging why they're trying to do that, what their motives are, and is that somebody you want to have in your life in that way? Or do you need to say, you know what, thank you, but I'm going to take a break from this right now. I'm only going to talk to you about certain things right now because you've proven to me that your mission is to hurt me and not help me. It's important to know that you can say that to people, whoever they are in your life. Yes, even your parents if you need to. There is a respectful way to say everything you need to say to someone. If you need tips on what and how to say certain things to people, definitely reach out to myself or reach out to another therapist in your area or even just ask some friends and survey what they do and how they say things to people when they need to get their message across. But all in all, I want to challenge everyone listening, male and female, let's do better with how we talk to people who don't do things the way we want them to do. Or don't do things based on what society used to tell us was important or not important. With that being said, that's all I've got for you. Have a good rest of your day. Let me know what you think.